Welcome to episode number 170. I'm Angela Pugh, recovering alcoholic turned life coach and entrepreneur. But it wasn't all that long ago that I was lost and felt completely trapped in my drinking. I had no direction, no self-esteem, and no way out. Fast forward past many trials and tribulations and lessons learned, and you'll see the life and businesses I've built today, working with people, changing lives, and living with more freedom than I ever thought possible. I created the Addiction Unlimited podcast to give simple, actionable steps and strategies to help you do exactly the same. If you're a struggling alcoholic, or on your way there, who's looking to live life differently, rebuild your self-esteem, and create new habits to build a life you love, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome to the Addiction Unlimited podcast, where you get to learn everything you wanna know about addiction and recovery. I'm your host, Angela Pugh, co-founder of Kansas City Recovery, life coach, and recovering alcoholic. To learn more about me, you can listen to episode zero on your podcast app or find us on the web at addictionunlimited.com. What if I told you you could go to all the summer events, pool parties, camping trips, going to the lake for the weekend, family vacays and barbecues, and you could get through them easily? even if you're in the beginning of your sobriety. Does that sound good? Today we're talking about all awkward summertime situations (laughs) or how we make them awkward before they even happen because we're future tripping about how uncomfortable we're going to be and anxious about what people will think if you're not drinking and what will you say and how will they react. Today I have 10 things you can tell people why you aren't drinking to help you get through the summer situations with confidence (laughs) and with your sobriety intact. Now, listen, I don't think it's a great idea to put yourself in super awkward situations, especially when you're newly sober. But I also know you are on your own journey and you have to learn for yourself what works for you and what doesn't. If you are going to go into challenging situations or if you have to go into challenging situations because it's a family thing or a work thing that you can't avoid, then I want you to be prepared. Today's episode is a cheat sheet (laughs) to fast track you from struggling with overwhelming anxiety about what you'll say and how everyone else will react to being able to relax and feel confident like you've been alcohol free for a hundred years. It ain't no thing. All by planning ahead. If you take some time to think about in advance what you'll say and how you'll respond to people, then it doesn't seem so scary. Think it through in your head, see yourself saying it with a smile, see yourself being comfortable and confident, laughing it off when someone asks, see the whole picture and practice it in your head. 
this is how you build confidence going into the situation is already having it planned out exactly in your head, how you will do it and what you'll say. And if you're being that person right now thinking, I don't need to do this, this isn't important for me to do, then I want to ask you, what would it hurt to try? I'm asking you to do something that takes a matter of seconds and it happens in your head. (laughs) If you come up with a reason to justify not even trying, then you aren't being teachable or humble or willing Teachable is a state of mind and a choice. You choose to be teachable by being open-minded to different things, open to trying something new and different, even if it sounds silly or like a waste of time. Humble means (laughs) no matter how smart you are, and most of us with alcoholism and addiction issues are extraordinarily smart, But no matter how smart you are, you understand there's always more to learn and you can learn from anyone. That's what it means in this particular example, humility, knowing there's always more to learn. And willing is being willing to try. Being willing to listen and try, even if it isn't something you would normally do, even if it sounds like a waste of time and you can't figure out how it would help you. Just be willing to try. Be willing to be teachable. Be willing to practice humility and know that you don't know everything. You don't know why this works. You haven't read the research or practiced to know anything about it. Have your plan before you go into the situation. This way, you don't get caught off guard. That's the key here. I don't want you to be caught off guard. Like we've talked about before, When you get caught off guard, your anxiety will instantly skyrocket. Fight, flight, or freeze. You don't know what to say or how to handle the situation. Most of us immediately stress out when we don't know what to say in an instant, and we kind of panic. And I don't mean panic like fall apart and start acting crazy. I mean panic in your head. (laughs) For many of us, the panic only takes place in our heads. In your head, you're going, OMG, they're going to think I'm weird or something is wrong with me and this is going to be really awkward. They're not going to like me anymore. I won't be invited anymore. In reality, you have to remember that we're pretty self-absorbed as human beings. (laughs) So usually the other person is in the midst of their own mental roller coaster about their own stuff. They're stressing out about what they're wearing or how someone looked at them or if the dish they brought is getting eaten and a thousand other things we get weird about. And firstly, it's okay to not have all the answers. You don't need to know what to say or have the perfect answer all the time. You can just say, I don't know. (laughs) Or I need to think about that for a bit. Or, hmm, that's a great point. Let me think on it and I'll get back to you. And these are somewhat generic responses, but you get what I'm saying. It's okay to not know exactly what to say. You can also say exactly that. (laughs) I'm not sure how to respond right this second. Let me think about it and come back around. The key in this drinking situation is I want you to own your space and own what you're doing for your life 
unapologetically. Don't feel bad because your priorities have shifted. Don't apologize for wanting to improve your life. Don't feel like something is wrong with you because you aren't following the herd. Following the herd right off the cliff is not a great idea. You are okay to be you and make choices for you and your life. You don't have to explain yourself to anyone. And that's probably the first thing I want to say. Number one, no is a full sentence. It's okay to just say no. When somebody offers you a drink, it is okay to just say no. Or if you want to be extra fancy and well-mannered, you can say, no, thank you. (laughs) It's literally that simple. No, I'm good. But if that doesn't feel like enough for you, let's take a deeper dive. Okay, 10 things you can tell people why you aren't drinking. One is no, no thanks. Number two, if someone offers you a drink, no thanks. I just drink a ton of water and I need a minute. I only, I just realized this very recently because I drink so much water and I've caught myself turning down drinks everywhere, (laughs) partly because, not drinks like alcoholic drinks, but just drinks, partly because I do feel full, right? Because I'm drinking water pretty consistently throughout the day. So partly because I feel full, but partly because I'm really focused on my water intake right now. So I don't, I don't want other stuff. But I noticed this the other day I went to meet with a family about doing an intervention on one of their kids. And as soon as we sat down, it was immediately, Angela, can I get you something to drink? Coffee, water, anything? And my response was just, no thanks. I've had a ton of water this morning, so I need a little break. Or even the same thing at my mom's. This just happened the other day at my mom's too. Can I get you anything? Do you want anything? I have this, I have this, I have this. And I actually had my water with me because I have this really great thermal cup that I love. Any of you that are in (laughs) online meetings with me in Sober Society, our membership community in the VIP level, we do, you get group coaching with me every week. And you guys see me with my thermal cup all the time. Like it is always in my hand. I always have it with me full of water. So I'm just like, no, thanks. I've got my water with me or no, I'm good. I've had a ton of water this morning. I'm just going to take a little break on drinking anything. Number three, you can say, I'm a little over caffeinated right now. So I'm going to have some water and chill for a bit. This is not unusual. You hear people say this all the time. I certainly do. I had too much coffee today. I'm a little jittery. It's a great reason to not have a cocktail. And you can take this the opposite way too, which is number four. You can say, I have a headache. I think I just want some caffeine. And listen, you'll notice I try to use things that are so regular and normal that it doesn't stand out to anyone. So these might sound really simple, and they are, but I want to give you ammunition that doesn't stand out, that's not odd, that's not unusual. I want you to have just these super normal things that people say all the time so you can use that and not feel weird about it. No one thinks it's weird to have a caffeine headache. That's withdrawal, by the way. (laughs) That probably doesn't make you feel any better, but when you get a headache because you didn't get your caffeine, that's a withdrawal symptom. 
Now, the next thing is you can also use the next morning as your reason for not drinking. This is a great plan ahead tactic. Again, plan ahead. Know what you're doing before you get in the situation. So plan something awesome for the morning after the event that you're going to or the next morning on your vacay or camping trip. Sign up for a Pilates class or plan an early morning outing with your kids. So you can say, and this is number five, no thanks, I'm going to the gym super early in the morning, so none for me. Or uh, my kids are going to wake me up at the crack of dawn and a drink will definitely not help. (laughs) Planning something for the next day also adds an extra layer of accountability. And again, plan ahead. Reach out to some friends to go for early coffee or breakfast or go for a walk or a hike or a bike ride or log log on to an online meeting. Find a meeting somewhere that's the morning after, get up early, take your computer to your favorite coffee shop, put in your little earbuds and do a meeting. Whatever makes you happy. Plan a big pancake breakfast with the kiddos at their favorite breakfast restaurant. I was with my niece a couple of weeks ago, and she decided she wanted pancakes and bacon for dinner. (laughs) So we went to IHOP, International House of Pancakes. I hadn't been there in a 100 years, by the way. And I have to tell you, not only was it incredible and fun to do something silly with her because she just thought it was so funny. She wanted pancakes and bacon for dinner. (laughs) So that was super fun. But pancakes for dinner was one of the best ideas ever. And it was so much fun. Plan something like that for the next morning. There literally are so many things you can put in place for the next morning. And it gives you something to look forward to and an additional layer of accountability. This is what I'm talking about with planning ahead. If you take the time to think about it in advance and get a game plan in place, then you're protected You don't have to worry about having the split-second panic of not knowing what to say or how to handle a situation because you've already thought it through and have a plan. This is how you protect yourself and protect your sobriety. Guard it with your life. (laughs) And many of these things work for a vacation and camping trip too. You can do a morning uh, walk or a hike or go to a coffee shop on vacay. And here's number six. It's my favorite number, by the way, six. Number six is, ugh, no thanks. The last couple times I drank, it really didn't agree with me, so I'm taking a break. This can go a few different ways, too. You can say, like, my last hangover was so brutal, I'm going to chill out on alcohol. I'm not sure if we're friends anymore, (laughs) you know? And this is probably 100% true, by the way. You're not lying. Another thing I want you to think about in these situations is it's only super weird if you make it that way. You know, I use humor a lot because it makes a heavy situation a little bit lighter or when something has the potential to be challenging or awkward, humor 
can diffuse that in a big way. It allows everyone to have a little laugh. It takes the edge off. It lets them know that you're okay with it so they can be okay with it. And here's number seven. And this is what I told people in my beginning. This is what I told people when they asked why I wasn't drinking. Number seven, I would say, because I'm an effing lunatic. (laughs) And everybody would get a huge laugh. And everybody understands that statement to a certain degree. (laughs) Certainly my extra hardcore drinking friends, they totally understand that statement because I'm an effing lunatic. And it's true because when I drank, I always wanted to keep the party going. I wore everybody out because I had no stop button. There was also an element of unknown. I didn't know how the night would go, where I'd end up, what condition I'd be in, who I'd be with. There was no way to know what might happen. And that is my definition of being an effing lunatic, right? Not that I was a lunatic acting crazy, losing my mind, because that wasn't who I was. But I didn't ever know what was possible. Also, many of these things we are talking about are things that any drinking person would completely understand. A brutal hangover makes total sense to a drinking person. Being a little crazy makes total sense to a drinker because we've all had moments where we surprised ourselves, right? Whether it was hooking up with a stranger or getting a DUI or not remembering how we got home. Every drinking person understands that element of unknown when it comes to alcohol. Number eight, you can also say, I'm taking a break. If someone asks why, you're welcome to say, I don't know, (laughs) or I've been overdoing it a bit and I just want to take a step back. If someone asks if you're quitting for good, you can say, I don't know, or I'm not sure. I feel different all the time. I'm just taking it day by day for now, but I know I feel a lot better and I like it. All of these are simple statements And I'm giving you simple statements that are just the truth. I'm not making up any wild stories or lies to cover anything. Just simple and easy things you can say on the fly. Obviously, you need to plan ahead and think about what makes sense for you and your life and your situation. And maybe combine a few of these things to make it work for you. The key is to plan ahead. (laughs) But... Know what you're going to say. And I'm trying to give you these one-liners so you have the words, right? And like I said, combine a few of them. Make it make sense for you. Number nine, lifestyle change. Here we go. I love the lifestyle change because it can mean so many different things. You can say, actually, I'm making some changes and I'm following this new meal plan and alcohol is a no-no. Now, don't use this one and then go fill your plate with a bunch of crap, okay? (laughs) Like, that's something I'd do. I'd be like, no, I'm following a meal plan. And then you'd see me carrying like three plates full of dessert. Don't do that. (laughs) You're setting yourself up for failure there, my friend. 
And there needs to be some truth here. Maybe you're cutting carbs or do what I'm doing and just try to be more mindful of what I'm consuming. I'm not doing any diet of any sort. I'm just focused on making better choices overall. So that could be your lifestyle change. You can also say you're doing a detox of some sort, so you're off the booze. Or maybe actually do a detox of some sort, (laughs) so you're off the booze. Maybe you want to start training for a marathon or some other event. That's always a great reason to shift your lifestyle. And last one, number 10, health. And I know this may sound like number nine a little bit. This may sound like the last one, but I mean it in a little different way. There are a few issues that can arise with our health when we overdrink. I think we all know this, right? We can have skin issues, stomach issues for sure, heart issues, bloat and puffiness. Some people gain weight with drinking, Um, neuropathy, balance stuff, memory stuff. There are a whole bunch of things that can get a little wacky. This is why it's a great reason to give why you aren't currently poisoning yourself with alcohol. (laughs) As if the fact that it's poison isn't quite enough. But maybe you've noticed some things being a bit off. It's a great cover. You can say, I'm actually working on some health issues with my doctor and we've removed alcohol to see if that's having negative effects on me. Or if you haven't really seen your doctor, you can give this a little piece of truth by saying, um, like, I've got a couple of weird things going on and I'm going to go see my doctor about it. So I thought it would be a good idea to cut out alcohol and see if that changes anything. You can also say you started taking some new supplements and alcohol counteracts the effects of them. Or the good old faithful, this is like as old as time, I'm on antibiotics right now. (laughs) When I got sober, that's what everybody said. I'm on antibiotics. I'm taking antibiotics right now, so I can't drink. And I did have some good friends. Um, I had one really good friend that would always tell everybody he was Buddhist. (laughs) because he said no intoxicants. So that's what he would tell people. And kind of a piece of humor in that too, right? Like it just throws everybody off. Why aren't you drinking? Oh, I've decided to be Buddhist. Or maybe you really are Buddhist. I don't know. But it's just kind of a thing, no intoxicants. I don't want you to lie because we all know lying is not the best option in any situation. But I want you to understand the concepts here so you can put something together for yourself that feels good, that feels right, that takes away your anxiety, and that is quick and easy. You know, like, just figure out what you can put together that makes sense for you and feels right for you. Something else I want you to be mindful of here, oftentimes, you don't want to come clean about quitting because you don't want the accountability of anyone knowing. If you keep it to yourself and you drink again, you're the only one who knows. If this is your thought process, I would urge you to dig a little deeper into your level of commitment. Coming into this, Already having the thought you're going to drink again isn't commitment. And I remember the feeling very well. When I first stopped, 
Well, first, I had a terrible crash. So in the very beginning, no one was surprised I was taking a break, right? And I left it exactly like that for a couple of weeks. I let everything just settle in. I got through my detox and withdrawal. And I just had to settle, right? (laughs) Like I just had this terrible crash. There was a lot. My head was a mess. I was so freaked out. I had this huge court case hanging over me. I had the prior court case hanging over me. Like it was just a lot, right? And I was I was way off balance. So I just wanted to chill for a minute, let everything settle. And of course, everybody expected me to not drink immediately after my accident. So there was nothing weird about that. But I remember thinking like everything was unknown. I didn't know if it would be awful to be sober. I didn't know if I would be able to do it or if I would hate it or if I would change my mind. But when I was two weeks sober, I was in a situation where I realized that I had to make decisions about my life and my future for me. Those really big decisions have to be for me about me. I'm sure my drunk friends would have loved to have me back as their drinking buddy. And that would have been the easy way out. I knew how to do that. I knew how to live that life and live in that misery. It was totally predictable. That's easy. But I also knew that I wanted a different life. Instead of falling back into the easy thing that was totally predictable, I decided I had to live for myself and be uncomfortable, and I had to make changes for me. I wasn't going to drink to make everyone else comfortable or to avoid the possibility of an awkward few seconds when I say I don't drink. It's literally a few seconds, and most of the time it's not even awkward. And the thought that went through my head At two weeks, and I've told the story before, I'm not going to get into it now, but I've shared it on other podcasts. But the thought that went through my head was, don't make permanent decisions based on temporary people. My big, important decisions need to be for me, not for anyone else. And I want you to really think about that. If you need to reexamine your level of commitment And if you are keeping it to yourself because you're dodging the responsibility and accountability of letting someone else know, that might be a really great place to start. And pick someone that's close to you, that you have a good relationship with, that you trust, that you feel safe with, and let them know what the heck is going on. Might be a good place to start. I know I have just given you a ton of information. (laughs) Let's recap quickly 10 things you can tell people why you aren't drinking. Number one, just say no. No is a full sentence. You don't have to explain yourself. Somebody says, hey, can I get you something to drink? No. Or again, if you want to be fancy, no thank you. Just that simple. Number two, if someone offers you a drink, no thanks, I just drank a ton of water and I need a minute. 
Or I just ate a huge meal and I need a minute, right? Like I'm full. I need a minute, period. Number three, I'm a little over caffeinated right now. So I'm going to have some water and chill for a bit. Number four, actually, I have a headache. I think I just want some caffeine right now. Number five, no, thanks. I'm going to the gym super early in the morning. So none for me. Or my kids are going to wake me up at the crack of dawn and drinking will definitely not help that. Nothing helps that situation. (laughs) Or six. Ugh, no thanks. The last couple times I drank, it really did not agree with me. So I'm taking a break. Number seven. My personal go-to in my early sobriety. No, I don't drink because I'm an effing lunatic. Number eight, you can always say, I'm taking a break. I'm just taking a step back. I've been overdoing it. I just want to take a step back. And don't forget the key part of that one too, is if somebody says, oh, are you quitting for good? Again, you don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to know everything in that moment. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm taking it day by day. I feel different every day. I don't know. But I know I feel a lot better and I like having a clear mind. Number nine, the old lifestyle change. I'm just making some shifts in my lifestyle and how I do things. And I'm not drinking right now. And number 10, health. Random health things, skin things, neuropathy, um, tremors, right? Shaking, neuropathy is some of that tremors too. But any of that stuff, right? Like you're just not feeling good. I'm telling you, stomach issues, every drinking person knows stomach issues are a very real thing with drunkenness. So that's always a great one. Or say you're taking some new supplements or you're on antibiotics, any of those things. So that is one through 10, my friends. Some super simple, very real life things. Don't discount them because they're so simple. This is the stuff that will save your buns. When you're in a situation, this, these simple things that you want to overlook will save your buns. So practice some of these in your head. Practice what you'll say, how you'll say it. Again, visualize the whole picture. See yourself saying it, laughing. Always have your own drink in your hand. That cuts down on those conversations a lot. But see yourself saying it and having a laugh and see yourself feeling good and confident and comfortable and see the other person smiling at you going, oh, cool, great, glad to hear it, good for you. Oh, that sounds awesome. Let me know how that goes, right? You're going to get more positive feedback than negative, I promise you. I've been doing this a long time and I really... I don't, I can only think of one weird situation that I ever encountered in my 15 years of sobriety, one time. And it was some weird dude at a bar, like offering me a drink. It was so random. And I was so stable in my sobriety by then. I'd been sober several years already. And, but that's the only weird situation. And it wasn't weird for me. It was weird because I was like, what the F is wrong with this dude? Like, Everybody knows I'm sober. Everybody knows I don't drink. Like this dude is effed up that he's even offering me a drink. Like what a crazy effed up thing. If somebody tells you they're not drinking or they're sober, like me saying I'm sober, like I'm for real sober. I'm not effing around. And somebody tells you that you don't offer them a drink or try to get them to drink or talk them into drinking. You have respect for that. 
So in 15 and a half years of sobriety, I've had one weird situation. That's all. You're going to get way more positive feedback than negative. So think about some of these one-liners. How can you put them together that feels right for your life? And let's rock this sober thing. I love you guys. I hope you're having a fantastic day and I will see you next week. You've reached the end of another great episode of the Addiction Unlimited podcast. Candid and honest conversation about addiction and recovery. Be sure to visit us at addictionunlimited.com to join the conversation and access show notes and links to everything we talked about. Love this episode? Please take 30 seconds to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes to help us improve and give you the information you want. Thanks for listening. See you next week.